0: in the following program are those of the program host and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by TCN TV Network, Incorporated. Due to the social nature of this broadcasting channel, videos may contain content copyrighted by another entity or person. The TCN TV Network claims no rights to the said content. TCN TV Network cannot be held accountable for the copyrighted content. TCN TV Network is a messenger and sharer of information and strives to verify but cannot warrant the accuracy of copyrights or completeness of the information on this program.
1: Good morning, everybody. I hope you had a fantastic, long Canada Day weekend. My name's Andrew Perry, host of The Daily Reel. Here with my guest, Gary McGowan. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. I, you Practice the names a few times before <laughs> I too. hop on. Thanks for coming on, my man. My pleasure. Yeah, an, another guy from the east side of the city uh, that we're talking to today from Stouffville, Ontario. Is that where you reside? Stouffville, right? Stouffville. Almost Almost grew up there from yeah. like day one. Yeah, yeah. I oh, think the age amazing. of ten, we've been there. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I I used to live in Stouffville. I think you knew that. Is the uh, Earl of which church Stovall there still? It the is Earl of under new
2: management as mm-hmm. of like last week. So oh, it really? shut down I'm... for a little short time, and then it came back.
1: Well, they had uh, they were under they had issues. Like they just had <laughs> they just bought, so the new owners just bought it like three four years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. anyways, but Stouffville, Ontario, is an absolutely gorgeous town. But when I was there, we were buying, well, uh, a friend of mine, because that works at the Boston Pizza. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal uh, when that Boston Pizza came there. Um, so I, I remember when we were looking at houses, we were looking at mm. the brand new houses that were kind of south of Boston Pizza. 277000 Yeah, you should have bought one. Yeah. Or, or two. Yeah. Or three. Because <laughs> when my dad sold his semi, no, it was an end unit, but it was a semi, and he sold it for... Um, 700. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that, how, how, is that like kind of, is, how's the market there now? Is it still kind of tapering or is it going up?
2: That's a, that's a loaded question though, right, Andrew? Like, yeah, of course it is. Stovill had always lagged behind its big brothers like Markham Markham. and Richmond Hill and New Market even. And uh, we, Stovill had up a couple, Years ago, probably the highest movement of any little community yeah. around Toronto. We're talking like thirty five percent increases,
1: right? Yeah,
2: and it was because it had lagged behind for so mm-hmm. much. So what goes up must come down, right? A little bit, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also probably had one of the most significant corrections or or kind of stabilized a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So. So we were we were selling things easily for a million bucks, without a doubt. Yeah. Now we're down to probably 800000 So it kind of leveled off a little bit. So that's like your typical three-bedroom home.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of like uh, you know, Bradford, Ontario. Bradford was, uh, you know, when, when I was growing up in Ennisville, it wasn't necessarily the most uh, attractive town in terms of, uh, you know, bringing buyers in. Um, but then it was labeled Ontario's fastest-growing town. Yeah, sure. It's, it's it's crazy, but what I like about Stowville is that it's got that, it, it, it's it's I don't know. It's like a small town. Everybody knows each other. Hockey town, right? Was it Keith Acton? Yeah, he, he's from Stouffville. Boston was he, Pizza. Was he running nice for Mar- was he running for mayor? He did run he, for was mayor. Was that what? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I, we kind of lost touch. I, I used to you know hang out with him at, at the Boston Pizza sometimes, and uh, yeah, that that was cool when I saw that. So so tell me, Gary, where did it start for you? How long have you been in the business?
2: So I've been licensed for seven years. Been in real estate for probably pushing about fourteen years now, fifteen yeah. years. So
1: you were an investor before? Investor
2: before, and really, without me knowing it, I was in real estate probably at the age of like eight, nine years old. Oh, how That's so, how the story starts? Yeah, how
1: so? You got you, is there an explanation for that? No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, so the, I lived in a house at eight. So yeah, so that qualifies me. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's one of these things where my parents, I've been blessed to be around parents that have always found value in, in you know, being entrepreneurs themselves Great. and then uh, investing in real estate yeah. uh, for a long time. And uh, I was that kid, you know, the young kid. And then when you get a little bit older and a little bit more uh, talented or you can mm. actually work a paintbrush, yeah. 12 years old, painting a room I'll never live in, Never <laughs> sleep in, right? And <laughs> yeah. why am I here? Yeah. And and my parents had always owned investment properties, so that's kind of where that background started. And then you know you get married, and then you get yep. your first house, and you can't figure out how the heck do you buy more than one house? Right. Right. And uh, then time mm-hmm. the market moves. You you start to learn what equity is. Yes. And it was probably about five years after Michelle, my wife, and I had owned our first house. My parents said, "Yeah, we're going to go buy some more of our properties this year." This would be about twelve years ago now, and we said we're in. We had no idea what those
1: two words yeah. meant, and for the rest of our lives, it would change our lives. That's right. Right. So, um, how long did you have your first house before you either either got into an investment portfolio or did you buy your second house? Like, did you use your first house as a vehicle to buy your uh, investment property or equity? Yeah. With- absolutely
2: so we bought our first house little townhouse we had no idea what we were doing yep and uh we actually used some rsp money for a down payment and a line of credit we had no idea that you know you couldn't quite pull some of those things off today yeah and then we quickly sold that bought our second house which we lived in so that was our primary residence and then yeah it was probably a five-year journey from owning our first one to being in the second mm-hmm. house and then buying an investment property, so it took some time for the equity
1: to build up. Can I ask you something? No. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> was your wife on board from the very beginning, or? Yes. Yes. And that is so. That must have key. been that. That's huge. Yeah. Right. Because um, you know what? Uh, my wife, she's Italian, and um, she has this mentality where, like, she, you know, she she doesn't like anything new, like. I bought her a Mercedes for Christmas. She was not happy about that. Um, I, I, I send her houses every day. Like, I'm sure most realtors do, like, look at this one, look at this one. But, you know, I, I can't get her out of the house. I can't get her to sell it. Um, we do have a great spot in Niagara-on-the-Lake. So, I mean, I I see why she loves it there. But she's not. she has a difficult time understanding that, you know, to get your dream home, to get your second home, to get your third home, to get your perfect investment property if there is one you need to make that move out of your first house and pull that equity out right
2: absolutely like it's it's you know for for us it was we knew it was going to create greater wealth than being in that 9 to 5 job right right and we knew that creating wealth is you know there's a roadmap for it right and you know my parents had followed it and many you know much Larger and wealthier investors mm-hmm. that follow that roadmap, but uh, for us, at the end of the day, it was, well, why do we want to create this wealth?
1: Yeah,
2: right. Why do why? we want an investment property? So, so once we kind of, you know, that, and to be honest with you, Andrew, that that why or that reason why we started buying those properties has totally changed over the years. Yeah, totally changed. Mm-hmm. And either we got more clear with it,
1: or yeah, you know, we get older and life changes, yeah. right? So it's just kind of So what is it now? I mean, because um, Emily Berry from our office in, in Niagara, she's always like, she asks me that question all the time. Well, why do you want to get into the luxury market? Why do you want to make X amount of dollars? Well, okay, so I want to buy some investment properties, but why? So, what's the ultimate goal? Okay, well, I want to be financially free or I want to be time free. You know, I want to own my own schedule. And then why? It's just, well, because we all want to live that happy lifestyle. Yeah. And, you know, I. Uh, Everybody always says if if I'm hit the lottery, you know, I'd take off, I'd retire. And everybody says no, I don't think you would ever retire. But isn't that the goal? Is to not only be happy, but kind of choose your own schedule, right? Without a doubt, is that doubt, something yeah. for you or yeah, I, uh, provide a better life for your kids? Maybe yeah.
2: At the beginning, it was uh, I wanted more time for myself yeah right? <laughs> right. don't we all, right? Yeah, yeah. and then it turned into, well, that's great. That's you know, it's almost easy to do that, right, right? And then you find yourself, well, then all of a sudden you have a couple of kids and then three kids, and now all of a sudden you need time for them,
1: time for them. and
2: then a future for them. and and <laughs> uh, you know part of the way I was brought up is you build wealth to leave a legacy. yeah, and you want to pass that, you know when you want to create you know what's ever handed to you, you want to create bigger. Mm-hmm. And so you can just keep passing that on ja- down the generations. But that's not specific enough for me. I needed yeah. to get a little bit more specific on that.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? I think even in today's day and age, I think we're all, uh, I, I don't want to say nervous, but we second-guess ourselves by um, you know, releasing what we want to the universe because sometimes we can feel selfish about it. So I want some time for me. Yes, we've got kids. We want to spend time with our family. We love our family want them to have a lo- like you know a long healthy lifestyle and, and happy but at the same time you know we got to think of ourselves right we want to do these things so that we can live uh, you know the way we want uh, we're gonna take a quick bake a break and we're gonna uh, reconvene in a couple of seconds
3: with so many newspapers within the community it's sometimes hard to tell what separates us from the rest most of the time they all brag about the same thing you know the large circulations tons of online views and it can go on and on But what really separates the Toronto Caribbean Newspaper apart from everybody else? Well, it's simple. Our service. No, seriously. Hi, I'm Grant Browning, founder and CEO of the Toronto Caribbean Newspaper. I have over 20 years of branding and marketing experience, and I've worked with countless companies and corporations to do one thing, and that is to raise their profits with their brand. With over 40 years of combined experience in branding and marketing, our amazing staff is fully prepared to sit down and figure out exactly what you need to stand out from your competitors. The
0: reason why you don't see that anymore is because... The
3: ad is too powerful, <laughs> bring too much people. So what are you waiting for? Give us a call today. We'll be happy to help.
1: Perfect timing. And we're back. Just checking on the uh, Facebook, getting... Uh, this podcast shared to as many different people. So, if you guys like the podcast, share it with your friends at MyTCN TV on Facebook, YouTube, uh, and Periscope on Twitter as well. Um, so, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, guys. We appreciate it. So, we left off, uh, Gary, with, with why. So, what is your why? I kind of cut you off and went on my yeah. own little rant, but what, what is your why? Did you figure that out? We did. And
2: as I said, it's changed over the years. So why create more wealth? Why do the things that we do? You know, mm-hmm. why why help people buy real estate, all that kind of stuff? And for me, uh, over the last couple of years, that why um, you know we were sharing quickly. You know, our kids. Um, mm-hmm. We have kids, and you know, for me, it was a journey to have kids, and we have three amazing kids now. And we have two girls, twelve and ten, and then my son yeah. is nine. And my son uh, is—he was born to our surprise with Down syndrome, right? And we didn't know that when uh, my wife Michelle was pregnant. And to have our son, you know, I always—it's funny when we had our second child; it was a girl. Yeah. And when I was holding her when she was like literally minutes old, I'm like, "This is amazing! I love it!" Right, your dad. Yeah. And it was at that moment, man, I—I I really wanted a son, <laughs> and I hadn't—I hadn't really put it like grasp <laughs> yeah, that concept, yeah. right? And I. Uh, it was, it was at that time that I realized I wanted a son. Mm-hmm. So, you know, two years later, or actually a little bit less than that, we were blessed with a son. And Beautiful. I'm holding that that my son Taoist, like, this is, you know, we've been blessed. This yeah. is amazing. What more could I ask for? And within hours of me holding uh, our son for the first time, doctors came in with strong opinions that he had Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And it kind of rocked my world.
1: Right, of right?
2: course. Um, I, I'm of that mindset, well, okay, now what? You know, mm-hmm. let's let's figure this out. And, and it, it actually, it changed our lives, but it didn't change our lives. Right. Right? It was one of those I cool things, right? And I realized at that time, even though I wanted a son so bad, I got the son that I needed. Mm-hmm. Right? And and with that, now we're able to create wealth, obviously for our kids, but for him who's going to need support throughout right. life. yeah. Financial and everything else. That's it for right. me. Right. I just... Look at him every day, and yeah. now I know why I'm doing the things that I do.
1: Yeah, you know? well, because such a cute kid too. Like I see, like obviously we're friends on Facebook, so I get to see everything. Yeah. Um. So how did that? I mean, you kind of went into it, but you know th- those moments. I mean, I don't know if 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 you want to talk about it, but how was that for you in those moments, those first few moments when the doctor came up? I mean, what was running through your head? I everything and nothing. Right. I just remember.
2: It's, you like he was literally, I just got off, you know, you do the rounds of phone calls, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had a son, his name's Tavish, and everyone's happy for you. We called, you know, our family, and um, I didn't even get to the friend's point. We had just called, I have yeah. called uh, my brother and sisters and so forth, and I got off the phone. I was actually still on the phone with my youngest sister when the doctor came in and asked us to, to see Tavish. Mm-hmm. And that's when she told us that she felt he had down syndrome and at that moment i'm i'm holding him and you know you just there's moments in your life that you you just know that whatever your next decision is going to be is going to be a major factor yeah right yeah and she actually i'm trying to remember the scenario here so she's holding him she asked me if i wanted to hold him after i was told that he had Mm -hmm. down syndrome right wow and i thought to myself I can just put him down in the little crib, or I can hold him. Mm-hmm. Like no way, he's my son. Of course, I'm holding him, mm-hmm. right? And it's—I think just that—that that outpouring of love that we got in the first day or two, just from friends and family and people at our church. To yeah. you know, people. Then all of a sudden, it's one of those weird moments that new people start appearing in your life because mm-hmm. I guess you know we needed them. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, this isn't real estate, but this is life, right? Right. Of and course. and. Uh, it was, it was like 3 a.m., I think, on day two. So he's in the little, um, um, what do you call it, like the, the special little room where all the newborn yeah. babies go. I, I can't remember. Yeah. We're two guys. Display I, room. <laughs> display room, yeah. So he's in there. The nurse comes in and says, uh, Tavish is ready to be fed. Yeah. So we go in, Michelle and I, and we sit down, and, and uh, Michelle is feeding Tavish, and this nurse that we had never met before comes in and sits with us she's just sitting with us mm-hmm. quietly, you know, just to kind of comfort us and do whatever and make sure we've got everything we need. And she starts sharing with us and says, do you know my son has Down syndrome? And he was maybe 18 at the time. And it's interesting. You just, like, that information and what she shared with us was just perfect at that Comforting. time. Comforting. Exactly, yeah. and and I and I know, like you know, life is like that, right? Where you people show up in your lives, whether it's like through business or you're buying your next investment property, whatever. You just get that little bit of info or that little bit of advice or or something, and you know, I can get to yeah. the next step. I can get to the next step. So mm. those are good questions. Like I, I've never actually. You know, it's not often I I go
1: back to that those moments. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, well, well, you know, so it's just one of those things that really connects your why, because everybody could say, okay, I want my child or my family to live not only um, you know a happy life, but a healthy life. Mm -hmm. And now more than ever, with the extra support your son will need, it's it's that much more important that. you're successful in what you do, and I think you are successful, right? So now let's bring that into how, um, you know, it relates to your business. I mean, it must be something that, you know, we all as parents think about that every day, but for you, it's probably that much stronger. And, um, you know, so does it push you for harder when you're when you're trying to become successful in this business? I, I think so. Or have you always had that mindset to become successful anyway?
2: I've always, yeah, I've all, whatever I'm doing, I always want to be the best at what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, we were, we were, I was on another, doing another uh, podcast once, and, and we were, actually, Ian Zabo, you know Ian.
1: Of course. Yeah, and we were yeah, kind of, and he had made, Ian, yeah, Ian.
2: he had made a comment about it, oh, maybe it's my ADD. Yeah. And I said, you know what, Ian, I, I think great entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. great real estate agents and brokers, they have a little bit of ADD. Of course, they, they, hands down. Right? Don't yeah. you think? Because yeah. they want to do something even bigger and better. And it yeah. just might be different than the next person, different mm-hmm. than them. They're always bouncing back and forth. Um, and, and I think that's a big part of a lot of people's success. Funny enough, I Yeah,
1: think. I, I would agree. Because, right? I mean, on, on Sunday, trying to have a relaxing uh, Canada Day weekend with family. Yeah. And we had three offers on the go. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as we finished dinner, all three of them got back to me. And, you know, I was the one who submitted the offers, taking away time from the sellers and the listing agents on the long weekend. They had all got me back by saying, okay, we've got you an answer, but you got to answer us before the end of Sunday night. I was like, oh, geez. So I think if I didn't have a little bit of ADD, I wouldn't have been able to control all three of that those offers yeah. all at one time. So I think you need to be a little scatterbrained because it, it helps prepare for those times where... Everything comes in and everything's disorganized. Oh, because yeah, we're in
2: a business where, you know, there's the the line out there is that controlled chaos, right? Yeah. It's just always on the fringe, you know, and and there's a lot of people out there that you know are very, you know, rigid and with what they do and so forth, and and I think those great for them. Me looking at the, that 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 type of individual, I think they have a, mm-hmm. a ceiling. They they put their own self-imposed ceiling. Yeah. Right. If you if you can just get outside of those, and break those lines a little bit, you you can do big business.
1: Yeah, and I think business. honestly, like uh, having an assistant helps me remove those ceilings because I don't don't. If I think if I didn't have Kristen, um, I wouldn't be. I I would be completely stressed out. Like if I couldn't forward all of that paperwork and you know, all that information all over to her, I would be capped. And I think because, I mean, you're with KW, right? Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, one of the first things that they teach you there, right? Mm-hmm. Is to, how can you leverage off, um, you know, as much as you can so that you can grow? So um, I, I think that's very important. How, how do you like KW? You love KW? Big
2: I do. I, I do. I it's uh, It's been my only brokerage, mm-hmm. so I always tell people that. Uh, it's also allowed. So I've been th- been with them for just about seven years now, um, and probably like any good situation that you're in, wherever there's great leadership, they're going to provide opportunity, right? right? Absolutely. And, and as much as I want everyone to be on KW, I want everyone to succeed to at, succeed, right? At the end of the day, and if you're in a you're in a, a brokerage that allows you to do that, mm-hmm. just knock it out of the park, right? Right. Um, Keller Williams for me has given me opportunities that I, yeah. I don't think in my area <clears throat> excuse me i could have those same opportunities yeah you know
1: yeah yeah for well, sure well it's 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 funny oh we're uh, just uh, counting down here on time so what we'll do is we'll pick that back up uh in just a few minutes happy birthday to you happy birthday to you may your dreams all come true happy birthday
3: use to promote, report on anything negative in the community.
1: Okay, and we're back. And just before the break, we were talking about, um, you know, how important it is to to be with a brokerage that has good leadership, good management. Um, and what do you think, Gary? What do you think it is about KW that, uh, like his brokerages, like in in where we are in this marketplace in Ontario, we're always somebody's always talking about KW. It's it's always a conversation, whether it's pros, whether it's cons. But I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, it, it's not necessarily about the brokerage, definitely not about the commission splits, but it's always about the leadership. So, what is it to you that you feel that KW brings to the table, and why you never chose to leave?
2: Yeah, A for for me has got to be the culture, which yeah. is only you can only have culture if you have great leadership,
1: of course. Right? Yeah,
2: and and I know other brokerages or other brands have that same type of culture and everything like that, mm-hmm. and and you know. As much as I am pro-KW, I want, you know, as I said earlier, I want people to be pro-successful. Pro-successful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and for us, it's our culture. You know, just the other day, our, our broker owner, who we have, he owns two brokerages. One here in uh, just north of Toronto in New Market, yep. and another one in Ottawa. And we have about 250 agents in our New Market brokerage. And he's like, okay, at our team meeting this this next month, we're doing it outside, and we're bringing in food trucks, be right? And and all and I'm part of that. small well, cars on the table. I'm part of the leadership team there. On yeah. The Agent leadership council. And all I hear behind me, one of our agents say, is just when you think it can't get better,
3: right?
2: right? <laughs> just when you think it can't get better, they bring poutines in. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when all else fails, bring in the poutine. But it, you know, just little things like that. And how do you mm. set that culture? At you know. Food trucks is great, but how do you how do you build someone's business? And and that's what um, mm-hmm. that's what I find with uh, KW or our brokers in particular is, um, you know, there, there's brokerages out there. Hey, we can make you a great realtor. Yeah, awesome. That's not that's not good enough for no, me though. No, here we can make you and help you grow a great business. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to hear. Right, yeah. and and uh, that that's that's the uh, that's the culture I want to be around. Right, right. Um, when you know, obviously, w- when I started seven years ago to where I am today, I now have my, we call it a uh, an expansion office or a mega agent right, office, yeah. and I've been able to open up my own office right on right in Stoville. Yeah, right on the main drag. Exactly, there. and uh, and and I know other brokerages has that same opportunities, yeah. and and if that's your dream, like they they helped me build a business mm-hmm. where I could do that.
1: So. And that—that's kind of where I was going uh, with this direction of questions. So, how important? Because we were talking about leveraging to an assistant. So, obviously, Kel- Keller Williams is a huge advocate for teams and growing your own teams and you know creating your own wealth and your own business. So, how important uh, is teams in the real estate space to you right now? How, I mean, where we know that the industry is going to be basically all teams in the next few years. So, how do you feel about that?
2: Well, I wanted to get out in front of it. Yeah, and that's why you know I, my the team that I that I own and operate is has been around for about two and a half years. But that two and a half years, as you know, Andrew, like the market can move fast, and you can do a lot with it. Yeah. Right? And uh, so we leveraged that. We, I, I leveraged the town that I grew up in. I leveraged my my name that mm-hmm. people know in the town that I grew up in. Yep. And we were able to leverage that into a team. And and for me, you know, go going back to. Why do we do the things that we do? And sometimes that reason is we want more time. Yep. So, you know, we, we leverage leads out to our agents and so forth and, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It allows me to to work um, obviously as a realtor and as a leader, but now and I can focus a little bit more on our investment properties. I can focus yeah. on some of the other things. I do a lot of uh, training and education at our brokerage, and and yep. I travel around some of the other Keller Williams offices and, and do that. Yeah. So without leverage, I can't do that, right? Without people of kind of picking up some of those other tasks that uh, mm-hmm. that I would I would be doing, I couldn't do that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so, how important is it? Um, you know, an in investor as yourself uh, working with clients. How important is it in invest as? Uh, how am I? I want to phrase this question. How important is it as an investor client to work with somebody? Like yourself, who has investing experience, because we had uh, Joel Anthony Del Grande on from Del Grande Homes, and he's a huge investor, and his own niche is just investor clients. Right. So, would you say it's important to work with somebody who has an ex- experience <laughs> in that regard?
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, you you don't go and get your hair cut by the mechanic, right? right? <laughs> you, you you work with people that are doing the things that <laughs> you want to do. Yeah, right, and um, you know, and and. As realtors, not to say we have the inside track, but we have the inside track. Yeah, you know, what I, I mean? would say so. Right, and and for realtors not to take advantage of that and start buying their own investment properties, I think they're they're missing out on a huge opportunity. A big part of the
1: business, absolutely and, I agree.
2: And from you know a client's uh, perspective, I want if I was if, you know when I first started buying investment properties, and I think we've owned as many as about 24 25 at one time oh and, wow and everything. So we've, we've done it's a, a big portfolio it's a big portfolio and it you know and I have colleagues that own a hundred so mm-hmm. you know I'm just a small kind of guy compared to those but right. you know what one one is where it starts right. right and we started working with agents that owned investment properties because mm-hmm. I want to know from them you know what do they look for are they looking at the numbers are they looking at the location are they looking at the tenants are they looking at the building And it's not just somebody talking by theory; it's somebody by talking by
1: experience. Right. And and you can leverage that experience for sure. Yeah, sure. I I would agree. And um, you know, not to just switch, uh, topics too much here, but um, you just recently uh, signed up with Homes and Land, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, our good buddy Doug. So Doug, if you're watching it, (laughs) uh, you know, we we find a lot of um, agents across Ontario just love the product. Um, And it's all about investing. So where I'm going with this is that it's all about investing in your craft, in your toolbox. So if it's, um, you know, we always think about how much can we afford in expenses that are going to bring us more business, right, or leads. And the um, the problem with a lot of agents right now is they want a quick fix. They want something that okay. Well if I'm going to spend five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month, it better be bringing me in a ton of leads. But with homes and land, it's more of a you're just doing absolutely everything that you can to expose your client's home. So where I'm going with this is how important is it to invest back in your business as a team leader, um, as a KW agent? I know they're huge on it. So how important is it to invest in your craft?
2: Well, I think the. Th- Perhaps the question before that is what are you investing into yourself? Right. Right? And if you can answer that specifically with I'm I'm spending this because it allows me to take this training or have this coach or mentor or mastermind group. Yeah. Perfect. The second is, okay, what am I investing into my business? So, I'm adding value to A our clients and B the the agents on our team. Yeah. And and you got to be There's probably not a dollar amount. Whatever, whatever it is that you're investing, it's got to be giving you an ROI. Right. Right? You got to be able to track that. And, and we do, we, tr- we track it. And homes and land is new for us. I think this will be the third issue coming out. Yep. That, so it's, we don't have an ROI on it yeah. to, to qu- quantify that just yet. But some of the other things that we're investing into, uh, for sure we have an ROI on because we got to be able to track that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to be able to show value there. And, and that value, again, is, is back to our clients and back to our agents, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and, and same with choosing a brokerage right different brokerages choose different types of advertisements or different vehicles or how yeah. they train and if you're not receiving value then then maybe you should question that yeah you know no. always question the value
1: right of course I mean it but it's tough uh, like you said you you want to choose something that measures your ROI um, but it, but it's it, sometimes it's tough because you, you you really know if you're going to buy a, a course or take, you know, some type of mentorship program, you really never know how you're going to kind of take in all that information and how you're going to use it to better yourself. So it's tough to track, RO- like how do you track ROI of billboards, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, I guess you could have your clients fill out a survey and ask, hey, where did you hear about me? But it's one of those things that sometimes you just got to take that leap because you don't even have a Homes and Land physical magazine in Stillville, Right. Like, it's just in Toronto that you're using?
2: Yeah, I'm only using the one out of Toronto. But, you know, we have them in our office and so forth. Yeah, so that's amazing. Unless I'm handing them out. But here's what, here, here's what we do with it. And as you would know, you, you show up to a listing presentation, and here's the value. We're going to also, course, yeah. as well, put, put your listing in a magazine such as this and, you know, everything that goes around that. So our... Our ROI might not be something as tangible as yeah mm-hmm. I, I spent X amount and I got two leads out of it right yeah. whereas it it allows somebody
1: to say yes to us representing yeah. them and then that that's totally different right there you go I guess I never really thought about it that way because it's for me it's it's a it's a listing tool and yeah. it's a way to get more listings and a way to just service your seller clients as best as you can right yeah uh, we're gonna take a quick break and come back in just a few moments.
2: At Benjamin Law, we understand the real cost of personal injuries. As the victim of an accident, you may be the one who's physically hurt, but your main concern is that your family are the ones who will pay the price. Benjamin Law will be there for you, helping, supporting, and working tirelessly to resolve your personal injury case. Call 1-855-899-4878 or visit
0: BenjaminLaw.ca and let our family of lawyers help your family. Hello, everyone. My name is Jermaine Chambers, and I'm very excited to tell you about the newest political and current affairs program coming here to Brampton. It's called On Point.
3: The first step of true reconciliation is learning more about one another.
0: Join us on Tuesdays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. as we discuss all the issues.
1: I will never forget the trust you put in me.
0: Municipal, provincial, federal, and any issue of national importance, we will talk about on On Point. So do join us.
1: And we're back. Uh, thanks, guys, for sticking with us. Um yeah so we were talking off off air off the mic and um we, we got into you know trying to find your why but we never actually answered the question of why did you become a realtor because i mean 7 years in the business um it's 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 one of those things like you're an investor first you got your real estate license we we hear that all the time but i'm sure why you became a realtor wasn't just to save on commissions like they have in the urea textbooks, right? <laughs> that's
2: right. Well, it's <laughs> funny. We, as I mentioned earlier, we, uh, you know, at one point, we owned 24, 25 properties. Yeah. We are probably transacting anywhere from 5 to 10 properties a year, because some of them were flips, and we're exiting properties, we're buying new properties. And it was one of those quick math scenarios. Well, if I, if I get my license, even if we just transact on the stuff we're doing, that's pretty good. Yep. And um, I got my license. And funny enough, for a year and a half, we didn't do any transactions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? It was just one of those, I guess, cycles in the market. And yeah. we started just hanging on to properties. But here's here's what happened: people learned that I got my license. Other investors yeah. learned I got my license. Um, they they knew our track record or, or my track record of owning investment properties. And all of a sudden, I had a client base that I didn't know. I didn't see was yes. there until I was actually there. Right. People wanted to use me because of our experience. Of course. And and I thought after a few transactions and you start getting the word out there, you realize I can I can make a business out of this. You know. Yeah. There's there's people that want those services. So if you're if you're a, a, an agent out there that owns investment properties and you're not leveraging leverage that, it. Oh my gosh, yeah. leverage it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. For so sure.
1: So, why did you become a realtor?
2: To, to to really do what you said, right? <laughs> just transact on yeah. the stuff that we wanted, and and uh, I mean, it's a little bit more to that. One of my mentors, uh, Mark Loeffler, said, "You get your license, Mark you, Loffler, you yeah. can easily do business because mm-hmm. of just who we are and and so forth." And he was right. We started doing that, and uh, I had, you know, I was working in telecom as with Bell Canada and other other companies for about fifteen years. Yeah, and and I. I the company I worked for got purchased by Bell. Then I got put into a union. And if you're an entrepreneur, a union is not the place for you. No. Right? And and so I just we created a little plan, and mm-hmm. I left and I had to do something, Mm -hmm. so (laughs) realtor's license is what it was, and owning, being being a full-time real estate investor doesn't pay well, yeah, fair enough,
1: so you start doing that, you know, so obviously you've got a long list of services that you provide your clients, you've got investment experience, um, you've got the marketing exposure, um, you know, obviously you're a huge advocate for the town that you live in, which is amazing, but also you do, you know, other value um, aspects as well, like Got a podcast, yeah. right? So tell us about that. Yeah, so our podcast,
2: you know, with the where the podcast came from is, you know, probably like yourself, Andrew. Uh, you have knowledge, mm-hmm. right? And and you and you like sharing that knowledge. Well, my guests
1: have knowledge. Okay, good point. <laughs> 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 you surround
2: yourself. You surround yes. yourself with people that have knowledge, right? somebody's yeah. gonna get some value. That's out. right, and. Um, you know, With the market slowing down as it did a little bit last year, the coach that I was working with said, Gary, this is this is awesome, but what are you going to do different for next year?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What are you going to do different? And so that's where the podcast kind of started right. out from. I'd always been told to do one, and I mentioned that to my friend Colin Campbell, and so we came up with some quirky name called the Not So Black and White Real Estate yeah, Podcast. Love it. I yeah. love that. I'm the life. white guy, and Colin's the black guy. Yeah. And that's where it yeah. came from, you know? And... And we we bring on guests similar to what you do, you know, guests that have you know just doing amazing things in what they do, mm-hmm. whether it's investing in certain niches or agents or leaders. And and our our kind of thing is we want to be interviewing people that are doing bigger and better things than mm-hmm. we are, and we want to be uh, having or allowing them to add value to the guests, uh, to the to the listeners, yeah, and and also you know something that we can kind of help them, or help promote their business. Because
1: marketing is a fun thing to do. Absolutely, and I think what I love the most about this industry is that we all have that creative freedom. Yeah. I mean, some people probably shouldn't, but (laughs) for the majority, uh, I think that's what's such amazing about this business is that we have the ability to choose our own brand. I mean, if you're, not if you're on a team, they choose that for you, but you, you have that ability to, you know, kind of create whatever you want. And I think there's a good report that... I'm not, never good at remembering the authors, but it just came out last week about how to stand out or how to get that promotion, even if you're working in, you know, a corporate job. And it's, you think that y- you want to list things that the boss wants to hear, but really what the boss wants to hear is how you're going to do things different. So I think with creating the podcasts, uh, always doing something that is people unexpected, I guess, is is huge. So, what's kind of next? You've done the podcast. Do you have anything else in mind that it's going to be different or set you apart? We are. There's a few things we're working on. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the other things we added this can't year can't disclose. Can't
2: disclose. Not yeah. yet. Uh, there's a few things that you. Know, you love video. I love doing video. Uh, and I thought to myself, I got all these all these clients that keep asking me questions. Why don't I just use that? That's video content.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
2: Right? Like. Agents, agents get asked questions every day. And it is whether it's a little blog, I'm a terrible writer. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather be in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I went. And and it's little things like what is a home inspection? to do I need to get pre-approved to right. and we do like little one minute videos and we send them out and we call it roadside chats.
1: That's what it Yeah, because that's yeah. creeping your website. <laughs> Thanks. And I was like, What is roadside chats? What is that and all? And that about? and that's
2: all it is. It's just a little one minute video of you know, a bad home inspection, or like I said, you know, or my favorite one is: we we love our our parents, but we should never listen to them when we're buying properties. Oh my gosh! <laughs> right? I think every real out there can. So true. You know. So true. And and my whole point in that little one minute video was: they love us, however, they may have bought or sold three properties in their lifetime. Yeah, we you did that yes on Sunday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and uh, it was a it was a husband and wife. Clients uh, of mine, the husband actually went out and looked at an open house and got really excited about it. Yep. with his father-in-law, and the wife said to him, "You're gonna listen to my dad over Gary." Yeah, and that just—that's where that content came from. So mm-hmm. we get content delivered to us every day, right? Just how do we put that in front of uh, in front of people to digest? Type thing,
1: right? Absolutely. No, I totally agree. And um, so KW's. Big on the charity events, yeah. um, you are as well, right? Yeah, yeah. What are some of the things that you? So our our flag. So the
2: KW flagship one is Red Day every the year. The Red Day, right? And here. and every brokerage is a brokerage uh, chooses a different local charity that they're going to support. Yeah. Um, and 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 for us, it was. Um, um, what was it this year, mental health. is. Yep. So we found a, a local charity that uh, worked with uh, people that struggled with that. Mm-hmm. So we, we raised money and donated to that. Uh, locally for, for us here in, or over in Stouffville, um, throughout Canada, every, one day a year in February, we do Coldest Night of the Year Walk. Oh yeah, so that's different, right. Yeah, different that's communities right. get behind that. And, and uh, so I'm on the... Um, I, I, married,
1: I remember the Gary McGowan uh, tukes. That's right, we wore the tukes and did a <laughs> bunch
2: of videos and helped raise money for that. So that's kind of our flagship one for our team every year, and uh, yeah, for for I think us as realtors, especially those that are doing, uh, are at it, you know, are very successful at it, need to be giving back, whether mm. it's in the
1: community or you know your, your local church or whatever it is. So that, I think, I think so.
2: that that's the,
1: the onus is on us yeah. to do that. I, I agree, and because we had a guest on uh, previously, and you know we used to be, the the go to for everything, right? Like. Okay, I need a plumber. I need an a, a HVAC guy. I need, you know, how do I switch my hydro over? And, you know, I think with the with the introduction of Google 10, 12 years ago, it kind of it replaced all the service-based qualities that, you know, most of us offer. And I think, you know, reaching back into the community is, is and, I'll, and I'll say it, it's a good way to obviously help the communities, but it's also another way to stay relevant. Oh, yeah. and and you know get out there and be a part of the community uh, really invest back into your 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 farm so to speak and uh, you know I, I really agree with that so we've got about 40 minutes 40 minutes 40 seconds left uh, why don't you do some plugs man like so where can we find you what are you up to next how can the audience get in touch
2: yeah so I'm on Facebook and Instagram all those kind You're of local on Facebook, Facebook. Oh. imagine that that Facebook thing. Uh, so you can connect with me on there, uh, and then we've got the podcast, the not so black and white real estate yep. podcast, and uh, that's you know that's where we I, we update the most there and and yeah. on Facebook. And my name, Gary McGowan, is where you can find me there. Our website's GaryMcGowan.com. com. That's boring. Don't go there. There's just listings. That's boring. Yeah. Go Facebook and social media is yeah. kind of where to connect with me for sure. Okay, for sure.
1: Sounds good. Well, thank you very much for tuning in for another episode, guys. I hope you have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next week.
0: Hello, everyone. My name is Jermaine Chambers, and I'm very excited to tell you about the newest political and current affairs program coming here to Brampton. It's called On Point.
3: The first step of true reconciliation is learning more about one another.
0: Join us on Tuesdays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. as we discuss all the issues.
1: I will never forget the trust you put in me
0: municipal, provincial, federal and any issue of national importance, we will talk about on On Point. So do join us.